the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, on what is certainly... Boy, this is so far, folks, the nicest day of this new year. Today is Wednesday, February 26th. It's 1.06 in the afternoon. And I am proud to report to you right now that the temperature is 53 degrees. And depending on where you are, it could actually even be 54. And then, or it could even be uh, 50, depending on where you are. The question, the point is, it's over 50 degrees. That's the, the most important thing, is the fact that the temperature is in fact, um, well, I'm actually, I'm seeing in Boston, it's 48 degrees. But anyhow, well, in Rhode Island, it's over 50 degrees. There's the good news. So, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Check this, the uh, temperature. Well, what's just 48? Look at this, Rhode Island leading the pack. All right, here we go. Now, ooh, all right. Well, certain parts of Rhode Island are certainly uh, warmer than others. But the point is, it's a nice sunny day, and we have the full hour. We're going to talk to our friend Lynn Miller. Uh, of she is the one that's been leading the movement against fast facts and, and uh, some of the crooks that have been trying to sell uh, Metacomet. We're going to talk to her coming up. But, folks, I want to remind you, listen, it's a nice day. And why not get out of the house and head over to Ron's Pastry Gourmet? Stop in and see Ron and Melissa. Tell them I sent you 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet where they have they have. Delicious calzones and sausage and pepper. And right now, they have those fantastic zeppelas. And everything is fresh, and it's delicious, and it's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see my friends Ron and Melissa. They have the delicious Italian zeppelas, real boiled cream inside. Folks, we're getting closer next month. St. Patrick's Day, St. Joseph's Day, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Try some of the delicious Trump chocolate donuts. They're waiting for you at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's John DePietro. Some of the big news of the day. You know, it's, um, by the way, uh, the situation with Tiger Woods, apparently he was speeding, swerving, flipped. His legs have now been pierced together with rods and screws. It was interesting to watch yesterday. Boy, the, the, um, the news stations went into total breaking news mode. But I'm just looking at some of the other headlines. Springsteen fined $540 for drinking tequila in a national park. And the DUI was was dropped. But um, this weekend, President Trump is going to speak at CPAC. And it's a big deal. It'll be his first speech. And as I mentioned in the 11 o'clock hour, um, even Mitt Romney, even former Massachusetts governor, now senator from Utah, Mitt Romney, even he is saying... The fact that he, it is still the Trump party. And if you're a Trump supporter, let's face it, it's been a tough couple of months. But I think the president is going to deliver a tremendous speech. I think he's going to love the energy. Uh, He did call in to Fox last night and talked about Tiger Woods. And uh, he honored Tiger Woods at the White House. He gave him the Medal of Freedom, which, of course, was a huge honor. Plus, the president, obviously, a, a big golfer himself. But it was terrific. And I'll tell you someone who's under fire, though, and it's, and it's wrong, and he will push back. But it is, in fact, Tucker Carlson. And uh, President Trump, Tucker Carlson, I love this. I want to play. This is Tucker last night 
on Fox News Channel. Tucker Carlson saying, I can't find anything about QAnon. So it's worth finding out where the public is getting all this false information, this disinformation, as we'll call it. So we checked. We spent all day trying to locate the famous QAnon, which in the end we learned is not even a website. If it's out there, we could not find it. Then we checked Marjorie Taylor Greene's Twitter feed because we have heard she traffics in disinformation, CNN told us. But nothing there. Nothing there. I'll tell you what is there. What is there is what Joy Behar did this morning on The View, which is Joy Behar is basically now encouraging violence against Fox News Channel Tucker Carlson. This is the first voice you're going to hear is the Sonny Holston, and they're upset about Tucker Carlson. And then Joy Behar says he needs to be taken uh, by force and kidnapped, zip ties, uh, silenced permanently. And tied up and tortured in the corner. Just this is what it sounded like. A black Capitol Police officer saying that he was called racial slurs at that insurrection. Yeah. I was Here disgusted by what Tucker right. Carlson said. How dare he say there was no evidence right. of white supremacy there? There was evidence everywhere. Right. Joy, what was your takeaway from That's this? Working. Here it comes, folks. Tucker Carlson needs to be, you know, tied up and put in the, uh, the corner somewhere so we never hear from him again. Uh, uh, you know, that is, again, this this theme of encouraging violence. You know, we know. How about, you know, last night in Rochester, they were climbing over the fences at the police station to go after the police uh, over what was happening. So, but, and, and all of this, because Tucker Carlson mentioned with Merrick Garland, this is what they're so upset about. Oh, hold on. That was... um. Oh, first of all, let me play. This is President Trump talking about uh, Tiger Woods. He's getting uh, the back in shape, and then a thing like this happens. He's had a big problem, as you know, with his back for a long period of time, and it's amazing. He won the Masters, and he won the Masters with a bad back, which tells you the level of talent is incredible. That's right. And uh, he's been working on that, and then he has this happen. It's just uh, tragic. Tragic. Yeah, Mr. President, you gave, uh, awarded the Medal of Freedom to Tiger Woods in 2019. Let's listen to what you had to say about him then, and then we'll get your thoughts on the other side. In the presence of a true legend, uh, in the presence of a true legend, an extraordinary athlete who has transformed golf and achieved new levels of dominance. That's right. He's also a great person. He's a great guy. Tiger introduced countless new people to the sport of golf from every background and from every walk of life. He inspired millions of young Americans with his thrilling wire-to-wire victories. Tiger Woods is a global symbol of American excellence, devotion, and drive. Yep. And in that speech, you also talked about how he's a comeback kid and how he's been able to overcome a number of obstacles. So maybe we'll see him back out on the golf course after this. Well, I hope so. He uh, he's overcome a lot. And uh, but, you know, he's he's had an incredible life and he's going to continue to have an incredible life. But now he'll recover from this. It's uh, it's pretty bad on the legs, I understand. And, uh, you know, he'll figure a way. But he's a he's a wonderful person. Aside from everything else, he's a wonderful person. Folks, again, that was uh, President Trump last night on Fox News Channel talking about the situation with uh, Tiger Woods. And President Trump, no one should think that the party belongs to anyone else. No one believes that the party should uh, be run. The, the, The Republican Party is still 
the party of President Trump, and he's going to prove it this weekend when he gives that speech at CPAC. And uh, you watch. This is this is going to be um, obviously highly covered, and people are excited about it. And President Trump deserves this, and he is, uh, without question, he is going to be uh, pumped up about it. And that's going to be this weekend. Folks, this portion of the program on this, uh, what is a delightful Wednesday with sunshine and the snow is melting, is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, listen, you still have to be careful because of all the snow and ice. Call West Fountain Auto Body. If you were in an accident or someone that you work with or a family member or a friend was in some kind of an accident, had some vehicle damage, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340-401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Get that vehicle repaired. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Now, a story that we have been covering is the story regarding the situation with Metacomet. And I want to get someone on the line that's been leading the charge on this. She is not afraid of anyone. She is fearless. She has been an advocate. She has been a community activist. We are, um, is this the great Lynn Miller? All right, folks, joining us right now is, in fact, Lynn Miller. Good afternoon, Lynn Miller. How are you, John? Very good. Now, Lynn, as I was just saying, you have been a leader on the situation with Metacomet. And I wanted to give uh, you a chance to give people an update on exactly what is going on with the situation that has affected so many people in East Providence, and really the entire state. Well, hopefully. uh, Well, we stand as far as with the city council. We're waiting for, the city council has hired their own attorney to do the eminent domain process. If we get that far, we have, they have hired the attorney to do, or to get an appraisal done of the property. And then once the appraisal comes in, which should be a couple of weeks, uh, they'll determine if they're going to go to court with it or not. Uh, we've also launched this morning a GoFundMe page oh. to help KMG with our legal expenses and flyers and, and whatnot. So we're, we're moving ahead and we're just waiting for the appraisal to come in and then we get ready to jump. Now, Lynn, what is the latest situation with Marshall? Uh, they're Well, they're not moving at all. What they have been doing is dismantling the clubhouse on the property. Um, we had asked, KMG had asked a while ago, we had asked the council to get in writing a signed agreement with Marshall and the council stating they wouldn't do any type of demolition until this eminent domain thing got settled. And we never heard a thing from council. So they've been dismantling the clubhouse. They took out all the windows. They've pretty much emptied out everything on the inside. Um, They're just being rude. Wow. Yep. But we're not stopping, John. No, you can't. People are depending on you. You know, they're not stopping. And and what about where is Fast Facts in all of this? Oh, who, who knows? He's down in Florida. He's supposedly starting up a new golf course with 
some more investors oh, down there. What a surprise. Oh, I hope it works out for them. No. Now, Lynn, what can people do to get involved with uh, KMG and support your efforts on behalf of the community? Well, they can go to our Facebook page, which is Keep Metacomic Green, and we've got all information there. We've got uh, videos, we've got petitions, we've got the GoFundMe page. Uh, they can ask anything. We're always willing to answer uh, anything they want. Just the Facebook page is wonderful. And so, just so people understand, um, who is dealing directly is the is the is the is Providence involved? Who is it right now who's basically, or maybe it's more than one person, but who are the point people in dealing with Marshall? And, and like, they're quiet right now, but what are their plans right now for the property? Has it changed? Uh, nothing that we know of has changed for the property. Council would be the one, the five council members, would be the ones that are dealing with Marshall. Okay. Um, as far as we know... Uh, it's at a standstill, just waiting for the appraisal to come in. Now, uh, we, we, we had the council hired their own attorney, and they did that because our city solicitor supposedly is not versed in eminent domain. Oh, I see. I'm, I, I agree he's not versed in eminent domain. But I also agree he he can taint things. Okay. So, but that's neither here nor there. Why did Why did they take down the clubhouse? Well, they haven't taken it down yet. It's oh. just a shell right now. Yeah. They, they, John, it's it's all a game of being spiteful. Hmm. That's all it is because they didn't get their way or they're not getting their way. I don't know. Yeah. But. I- we're, we're not getting many answers from council. Um, the clubhouse should remain until eminent domain is settled. Uh, but they're not listening. Hmm. Were you, um, were, were you, so many people have so many fond memories there. Where do things stand? People are asking me, could it still uh, continue to be a golf course? What, what is your, what can you tell us about that? in line that would like to keep it an 18-hole golf course uh, and also have the venue, the public venue there, the clubhouse, and just keep it as it is and run it as a a semi-private golf course uh, and lease lease it out from the city. Uh, You know, and then we've got others who who are interested in, in making it a park, but it, that to me is, I, 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 as long as it stays green. Yes. But I would prefer, my choice is to, the city to lease it out to someone as an 18-hole golf course, then you're getting the revenue right. from the taxes. Yep. You, you don't have to maintain it. Because now you've got the lease person who will maintain it. And you don't have to worry about running it. Right. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Hmm. But that's my opinion. Okay. And that's all it is. Yeah. But the idea that Marshall's, you know, they, they were initially 
uh, planning on doing, you know, just complete uh, pavement and black tar and just make it like a plaza. Does that seem like it's on the back burner for now? No. Well, they can, as it stands now, with the zoning they've got now, they can build certain things. Um, They can build an amusement park. They can build uh, dorms for colleges, things of that nature. Uh, They cannot build what they wanted to build. They wanted to do a whole city within the city. Wow. And that just, that's not, that's unacceptable. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Yep. So, Lynn, and again, folks, we're speaking with Lynn Miller, who uh, is one of the, you were one of the driving forces to me, if not the driving force behind KMG, which is Keep Metacomic Green in East Providence. Once again, just to sum up, uh, you're not going away. The organization's not going away. Uh, it, It sounds as if, did Faxon and company, did they get their money from Marshall? Like, are they completely out of the equation now? We, well... I don't have fact, but I've been told they have not gotten their money yet. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. But again, I haven't been, I don't have any proof of that, so I probably shouldn't have said it. Hmm. Uh, But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But people should not give up on the idea that this is just, you know, people shouldn't think, oh, well, it's gone. You can't beat City Hall. This is going to be turned into a... A giant uh, black tar shopping plaza. That is not the case in any way. We are not stopping, John. Good. We've heated up. Yep. And and Lynn Miller again. Give out the information about the GoFundMe page and the website, and mention. You know, listen. You you're not operating alone. You're not an island. Uh, Mention some of the people that have been involved with this with you. Well, there's five of us that are actually the admins of KMG, and that's Candy Seal, Roselette DeWitt, Heather Andrade, and Jane Crevier. Um, and we each kind of have our own job with, with the whole thing. We just kind of picked up what we do best, and, and we took off with that. Um, but our, our Facebook page is Keep Metacomic Green. Yep. The GoFundMe is right on that Facebook page. So, you know, anyone can just go to that and click on it. It's got the link. It'll it'll show you everything. Um, and we just launched that this morning. So, you know, we're, we're just we're doing what we can, and we're not going to stop. And what about that old Coot Conley? Where is he these days? Oh, you'd probably be able to tell me better because oh. we haven't heard a thing. <coughs> That's odd. And to think, hey, oh, it cost him. That's on. right. At least he's out of office. That old. Yep. At least you got um, that old goat out of there. <laughs> he, um, you know, he did what he did, and and well, we did what we did. Yep. Well, Conley, he didn't want to keep Metacomic Green. He just wanted Marshall to show him the green. He, oh, you! If that doesn't speak volumes, right there, yep. I listen. I get the guy is in business as an attorney. What I get a, that he was—he was elected to serve the people, not sell out the people and to fast facts. Exactly what he did. He yep. sold out. Oh yeah. Sorry, but it didn't go far. That's right. And you know, we're we're just we're five residents. Um, just. 
doing what we should do. Yes. We have a pristine piece of property. It's a Donald Ross original golf course. Think of that. And they want to tear it up? Terrible. Oh, I don't think so. Nope. Now, folks, and Lynn also, folks, on with us is uh, Lynn Miller. Uh, what is your reaction on Governor Amundo waiting to be confirmed to Commerce Secretary, and what effect will this have on Taquatin? Well, uh, as far as Taquatin, her mom probably will move in with her sister. Um, as far as her leaving, bye-bye. Wow. But, Lynn, last, what holiday was it? That we believe that Governor Mundo was at Taquan. Was it Mother's Day? It was Mother's Day. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. now, do you know to this day there are people that work at Taquan that swear the governor went there and visited her mother at Taquan? Oh, I know they do. I know they do. But you know, John, this is a perfect example of do as I say, not as I do. Yep. I mean, everyone else was. Not able to visit their parents, not able to talk, you know, to talk with them in person. That's right. And she just, just poo-poo's everyone? Yeah. See you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, no, she can go. I, that's fine. Yeah. I hope, though, that Marshall's, I hope that they, uh, you know, let Fast Facts and his friends, let them fight Marshall's to try to get their money. Let them squirm yeah, a little bit. You know? Those five guys are out of the picture. They're long gone. They are. We, okay. We have one that lives in this city, John. Uh, that, wow. that completely ignores what's going on. Yeah. Well, so, greed is a tough thing. Greed it, it is, is a tough thing. But you thing. know what? We're determined. Yes. We're determined. Yeah. And we're not. We're not stopping. No. That's the good news. Folks, she is Lynn Miller with uh, K- KMG. Lynn, you are a force. I love the fact you did not back down to Fast Facts, and you certainly didn't back down to Conley. You sent him packing, and now you've set your sights on Marshalls. So Absolutely. If, if Lynn Miller's in the picture, they better run for cover. Well, uh, You're like the superhero of East Providence. Well, I've had help, John. Well, still, I've you're very help. modest as well. Now, what before I let you go, that Cynthia Mendez, you helped get her elected. Is she still engaged with the group? She is 200% behind us. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good she to know. She is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, oh. She also has a petition. Good. On, on the, the Facebook page. Wow. With um, the elected officials. Good. On where they stand. Good. We're still waiting to hear from the elected official oh, wow. on where they stand. Yeah, she seems like a fighter. She, uh, she's she's wonderful. Yeah. Hey, she's she took out that old goat. Wonderful. She sent Conley packing. That was not an easy race. Well, you know what? He earned it, John. Yeah. He earned it. Yeah. He thought he was just going to slide. Oh in. yeah. And you know everything would be fine and great, and yep. Marshall would just slide in. Well. Sorry. That's right. It didn't happen. So. Con- Conley reminds me of either Mr. Potter from Wonderful Life or he reminds me of uh, Larry, the mayor in Jaws. And, you know, I have to say, John, I've known him for years and years and years. My condolences. <laughs> uh, minus the politics. He's, he's not a bad guy at all. Well, I don't know about but that. But the minute you put politics in there, it's like Cujo. Yeah. And... Um, what he doesn't understand is KMG can fight just as well. 
listen, he only, under problem, he he underestimated only, Lynn Miller. Let's just I'm gonna be the he, one to he say he underestimated this entire city. Well, you can be modest, but much he you taught him in fast facts in a lesson or two. So well, I'm hoping they learned something yeah. out of it. You know why I remember he who uh, Conley reminds me of, I just thought of it, is the guy in Poltergeist that he sold the development and never moved the graves and then everything oh starts happening. That. That's Conley. That's who uh, yeah, that's the it, character. It's not going to happen here. Nope. It's, not, it's just, it's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen on Lynn Miller's watch. I'll say that much. Now, well, I'm here, no. So, they thought it was no. Glenn Miller. They didn't realize they were dealing with Lynn Miller. <laughs> well, hopefully he knows better now. All right. Well, um, we're going to find out. He's been warned. Well, yep. It, it, you know, they, they, they asked for the fight. They got the fight. Big time. Hey. Here we are. As Mike Tyson said... Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Lynn Miller, keep up the good work. Good to hear your voice. Thank you, John. All right. There's okay. A, all right, Lynn. Folks, again, the great Lynn Miller. I enjoy uh, talking to her. She is uh, a character. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 131 on this delightful Wednesday. Folks, I love hearing that. Listen, it's sunny out, and it's just delightful out. The temperature, depending where you are. Uh, the temperature is right around 50 degrees, maybe a, a little bit more for some, but certainly right around there. Sun in the sky. How about this also? Sunset 530 tonight. And, oh, this is good news. Thursday, Friday, sunny and dry. By the way, folks, tomorrow, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Wherever you can hear my voice, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, Connecticut, as I, it is one. Tomorrow is the COVID briefing. I will be there. Now, Governor Amundo said, and Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee will be at the briefing. You know, Governor Amundo cringing at the thought of a white male on stage. <clears throat> but I will be there. So if you have a question, uh, the governor, I'll say this, between CVS and Governor Amundo, they seem to have the vaccines running smoother now. It was a disaster at the end of last week. And then it was a disaster on Monday. But with the good weather, it looks like over the next couple of days, it should go smoother. And people are getting their appointments. And I'm just looking. There's more good news ahead. Because Saturday, 70% chance of rain. Good. Get rid of more of the snow. Sunday, 30% chance of rain. Good. Get rid of more of the snow. And Monday, 50% chance of rain. Good. Get rid of the snow. And then dry on Tuesday. And then more rain coming on Wednesday. And then more sun at the end of next week, which will be the first week of March. So I know. I, I, I know it seems odd. And I don't mean to focus on that. But listen, the weather, it does affect everyone. It's been not, It certainly has been tough. In, um, and without question, this is, uh, with, you know, this has been. This has been one of those old-fashioned winters that we haven't had for a long time. Uh, remember, there was there were periods of time that we did not have a lot of snow, uh, but now this this snow on the ground, um, I'll be glad. I was glad yesterday, this morning. Look, I could actually see our we have a basketball court, and I could see. Oh, there it is. It's not covered with snow, folks. This portion of the program now, they're open. It's a sunny day. What are you doing right now? Maybe you're in the car and you're listening to me on either ninety-nine point nine FM or am 1380 well why not pop over and see marie the queen of health at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland call her at 401-305-3585 it's my health that old white church right there across from davenport restaurant that you've probably driven by a bunch of times on mendon road 
pop in, introduce yourself, say, hello, Marie. Now, listen, shop local. I Marie, first of all, is terrific. I like having her on. The entire business plan is focused on keeping you and your family healthy. Stop in and see her. It's my health. Shop local. You don't have to order things online. You're helping a local business, and everything inside is healthy. It's my health. Where you can get vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity at It's My Health, 1099 Menon Road in Cumberland. I know you've driven past it. Your assignment for the day or this week is to pop in, say, hello, Marie. I hear the, 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 the Mr. DePietro say the nice things about you. She has local products like the incredible acai berry, which is an antioxidant, or honey. She has local maple syrup. She has local beef fresh gum. She has active skin brushes at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, across from Davenport Restaurant. 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices that can be purchased by the ounce. How about a nice, nice hot cup of tea? Warm you up. Hemp and CBD products. For oral and topical use. She also has natural skincare, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health because it's your health. Pop in and see her. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You shop local. You're shopping and you're buying things that are healthy for you and your family. Stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I also want to once again remind you, uh, visit the website. I have the video up of Governor Armando saying, you know, women are just better leaders than men. I mean, this this gender war that she's involved in is unending. And I think it's also, it's. I'll say it. I mean, she does have a son. She has a daughter, but she also has a son. And, you know, this whole business, I, I just this whole attitude of you know, women only and men and da da da. And oh my God, it's just, it just is unending. But uh, when you visit the website, someone asked me just the other day, uh, sent me an email saying, John DePietro, where's this store that you talk about that has the, the body armor, the tactical gear, the pepper spray? I'll answer the question. Now, if you log on to the website, depietro.com, you will then. It's a direct link. It's called Surplus Provisions. It's in Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. It's a mile and a half from Garden City. And they have body armor, tactical gear, ammo, 9 millimeter, 556, pepper spray, all sizes, and food storage. It's, uh, excuse me, Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Stop in and see Tanya. Now, I want to play Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott in a... Um, in a bid to try to help her keep her job, uh, Channel 12 agreed to do a fluff interview with her. And I want to play some of this. Um, Dr. Scott reflects on how leading the state's COVID response changed her. You know, I, I think it's a little early for these types of stories. People are still trying to stay alive, but let's uh, heroes and hope as we listen to what it sounds like. One year later. One person who certainly has become a household name, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. She truly has been at the forefront of the state's Baghdad coronavirus Bob. response. Director of Rhode Island's health department has been grilled by reporters and made sweeping public health decisions. I don't know about grill. A year into this pandemic now, 12 News anchor Kim Kalunian sat down with her to take a look back and also ask where we go from What's here. What's it like being so brilliant? 
Dr. Alexander Scott's father always knew she would become a doctor. Her mother became a nurse, despite being told the color of her skin would prohibit that. Now, as a parent herself, Dr. Alexander Scott tells me on her hardest days, it's her son who brings her solace. Around that February time. What Away a boy. from the podium and the spotlights of the vet's auditorium, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott reflects on what landed her the leading role in the state's coronavirus response. Interestingly enough, I was drawn to public health uh, when the last pandemic was here. H1N1. It was 2009 when Dr. Alexander Scott got her feet wet responding to a public health crisis. February of 2020 reminded her of those days. You certainly hope that you don't have too many pandemics in uh, your career and you can never imagine what each additional pandemic is going to be like. Um, so um, I wouldn't say it was a total surprise, uh, but it was also something that uh, no one could have imagined. The first case of coronavirus. From day one, we are being extremely vigilant. Alexander Scott was the public voice of public health, delivering the hopeful. We are moving in the right direction. Alongside the heartbreaking. Sadly, we have two additional fatalities. And taking the heat. Leader. She has continued to be engaged directly with us. Thank you for your question. Some of the longer days may have been times when uh, people were we rightfully concerned. Stop the tape. First of all, that wasn't the early days. The sound they were just playing, that was Hummel demanding an answer because Governor Mundo wasn't there. So... They play sound of some of the early, that, that wasn't the early days. No one dared say anything like that. That was, he was demanding, where, where is Governor Armando? Why isn't she at this briefing when she went underground uh, getting ready for the Biden, you know, Commerce Secretary nomination? Or questioned or even angry about what they were experiencing. And I had to acknowledge that. One year into the pandemic, more than right, 2,300 families have I, lost their hit. lives. Alexander Scott. Hold on, I want to hear that again, where they're given the example of the tough questions and grilled. This was last month, Hummel was saying, you know, where's Governor Amundo? That's what it was. It's kind of misleading to say, you know, in the early days, people were frightened and they were scared and rattling off questions at her. And my goodness, the drama, hardly. The press wasn't even allowed for a while. We had to submit questions. Margie O'Brien would then read them. Voice of public health, delivering the hopeful. We are moving in the right direction. Misleading. Outside the heartbreaking. Sadly, we have two additional fatalities. And taking the heat. Leader, she has continued to be engaged directly with us. Thank you for your question. Some of the longer days may have been times when uh, people were rightfully concerned or questioned or even angry about what they were experiencing and i had to acknowledge that one year into the pandemic more than 2300 rhode islanders have lost their lives alexander scott says she's driven daily by the motivation to keep that number from climbing and buoyed by the blessings big and small in her own life how has this experience changed you personally and professionally in many ways definitely in many ways i'd say the um most prominent i think 
having lost my father at a young age, it already taught me to have a sense of uh, appreciation just for what you have and for life and not taking things for granted. Uh, so I already had uh, an element of that and certainly the pandemic really strengthened that understanding. Dr. Alexander Scott tells me she doesn't look back on 2020 with any regrets, but says there were many lessons learned. As far as the future, she was confirmed to another five-year term by the Senate just last year. Incoming Governor Dan McKee says he plans to keep her in charge of the state's coronavirus response. Now, I have not heard that. That completely contradicts what Dan McGowan said about uh, Governor Mon- Oh, no, maybe, maybe he did. But he also said that he's going to have his chief of staff, the former... Um, police chief in Cumberland, Tony Silva, that uh, that he's going to be taking over. So I, I think we'll we'll get more in case, folks, again, right now at 142, we will know in the next week. It, seeming, it certainly seems Senator Whitehouse and Senator Reid are both saying, and Chuck Schumer, that early next week, Governor Mundo will get a Senate vote. We have every reason to believe it'll pass. She is not considered a controversial nomination. There were some controversial nominations. She's not one of them. I know some people are reading into, well, what if Joe May... Listen, the, the, the person who runs her committee is a Republican. And he voted to put her out of committee. She, I, it, I think it's a matter of when. Now, unless Ted Cruz pulls some kind of a fast, um, a quick one, a fast one. I don't want to say fast. What if he uses some kind of maneuver to delay it? But right now... If you were to ask me at 143 on this Wednesday, I would say we, we have no reason to believe that she will not have her nomination passed. And I'll even say that, all right, so let's just say the Republicans, for whatever reason, if they were going to play a real hard line, they were. We already know there are a couple of Republicans who would break off. You only need 51 votes. But I would guess... Gov- uh, Senator Romney and Susan Collins of Maine, and I think probably that governor of Alaska. At the very least, three; those are three Republicans. So I, we have every reason to believe she will get in. And then Lieutenant Governor McKee will be sworn in, and then he can start to get things in motion here. Folks, it's 144. Another story that's taking off is this woman, Lindsay Boylan. Have you heard about this? Put out a story, my story of working with Governor Cuomo. Boy, she's really going after the governor of New York, Governor Cuomo. And it starts off, this is him, they're on a plane. Let's play strip poker, she says. I should have been shocked by the governor's crude comment, but I wasn't. We're flying home October 2017 event in Western New York on his taxpayer-funded jet. He was seated facing me, so close our knees almost touched. His press aide was to my right, state trooper behind us. That's exactly what I was thinking, I responded sarcastically and awkwardly. I tried to play it cool, uh, but in that moment I realized how acquiescent I had become. Governor Cuomo had created a culture with the administration. Sexual harassment, bullying so pervasive, not only condoned but expected. His uh, inappropriate behavior towards women, affirmation that he liked you, must be doing something right. He used intimidation to silence his critics. If you dare to speak up, you'd face consequences. That's why I was panicked on the morning of December 13th, enjoying a weekend, husband, six-year-old daughter. I spontaneously decided to share a small part of the truth I had hidden for so long in shame. The night before, a former Cuomo staffer confided me she, too, had been the subject of the workplace harassment. Her story mirrored my own. 
seeing his name floated as a potential candidate for U.S. Attorney General, sent me off. Um, I'm just skimming this a little bit. Um, let's see. Uh, he abused his power. Um, then someone spoke out last week. That guy, Ron Kim, assemblyman, spoke out. Uh, intimidation, abuse from Cuomo. Mayor de Blasio said the bullying is nothing new. Um, she says, I compelled to tell my story. I expect the governor's top aides will attempt to first disparage me. They'd lose their jobs if they didn't. I joined state government in 2015 as the vice president of Empire State Development, promoted to chief of staff. Uh, my first encounter with the governor, January 6, 2016, then Madison Square Garden, promote the new Penn Station Complex. After his speech, he stopped to talk to me. I was new on the job. Surprised how much attention he paid to me. My boss soon informed me the governor, quote, had a crush on me. It was uncomfortable, but all too familiar feeling. Struggled to be taken seriously by a powerful man who tied my worth, my body, my appearance. Uh, director of the governor's office told me this email. Now, this is um, December. Uh, this happened supposedly in January. Now she fast forwards to December. The governor suggests I look up images of Lisa Shields, his rumored former girlfriend, because we could be sisters. And I was, quote, the better looking sister. The governor being calling me Lisa in front of colleagues. It was degrading. Um, and then she has the email. Uh, it was a great trip. GM, other help, blah, 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 Lynn's. Um, he said, look up Lisa Shields. You could be sisters. You're the better looking sister. Uh, I complained to friends. The governor go out of his way to touch me in my lower back, arms, and legs. Senior staff began keeping tabs on my whereabouts. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, she's going to be in Albany, but it's hard for her to concentrate without worrying about how the gov's day is going in Rochester. Uh, governor's senior, it was about whereabouts. Oh, okay. Um, the governor's behavior made me nervous, but I didn't fear him until December 2016. Uh, they gathered at the Empire State Plaza Convention in Albany to celebrate the holidays and our year's work. After his remark, Governor Cuomo spotted me in the room filled with hundreds. As he began to approach me, I excused myself from co-works and moved upstairs to a more distant area of the party. Minutes later, I received a call. Unlisted number. It was the governor's body person. Told me, come to the Capitol. The governor wanted to see me. Mine weighed my way through the underground connection. As the uh, elevator took me to the second floor, I called my husband, told him I was afraid of what might happen. I was never afraid. I exited the elevator to see the body person waiting for me. He walked me down the hall. The governor's, are the cameras here, I asked him. I remember my mother's text warning the month before. I worried I would be left alone with Cuomo. Scored in the office, past the desk. Uh, door closed behind me. First time in the office. The governor entered the room. He, we were alone. Showed me around. Paused. At one point, smirked as he showed off a cigar box. He told me President Clinton gave him the cigar box while he served as Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Uh, Two-decade-old reference to President Clinton's fear with Monica was not lost on me. Well, I don't know about that. But anyhow, the governor must have sensed my fear. He finally let me out of the office. Tried to rationalize the incident. At least he didn't touch me. That made me feel safer. His inappropriate gestures became more frequent. He gave roses to female staffers on Valentine's Day. Arranged to have one delivered to me, the only one on my floor. Signed photo of the governor appeared in my closed-door office while I was out. They were not so subtle reminders that the governor... Um, 2018, I was promoted deputy secretary. I turned the job down, not because I was didn't want the responsibility. She didn't want to. She says she didn't want to be near Cuomo. 
I finally accepted the position of the governor's insistence with one requirement. I keep my old agency office from being on a separate floor from him and his inner circle. Uh, the governor's harassment extended beyond just me. He made comments about the weight of female colleagues. He ridiculed them about their romantic relationships. Um, let's see. I tried to excuse his behavior. Left past the desk of Stephanie. Um, let's see. We were in New York office, 3rd Avenue. I got up to leave, walked towards an open door. He stepped in front of me. Whoa. Kissed me on the lips. I was in shock, but I kept walking. I left past the desk of uh, Stephanie Benton. I was scared she had seen the kiss. The idea that someone might think my hiring position, the governor's crush, was demeaning. After that, my fears worsened. I came to work nauseous every day. Um, grew, the, her relationship grew hostile. I got reprimanded. September 26, I sent a mass email informing staff members of my resignation. Uh, there's part of me that will never forgive myself for being a victim for so long. Governor exploited my weaknesses. Now, again, she's talking about Governor Cuomo. Um, and then two other people reached out to her. Um, so now this woman will be under attack. But uh, what other people are pointing out is that as we speak right now, CNN is ignoring the story. So this, this, this is a problem. This is a problem for CNN and the governor's brother, uh, Chris Cuomo, without question. It is... Um, Definitely a problem. I'm also seeing another headline. Romney, pretty sure Trump would win the GOP 2024 GOP nomination if he ran for president. Well, folks, again, it's a long way to go. Uh, Something to watch is what I talked about earlier. And again, folks, good afternoon on this delightful, sunny Wednesday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, This portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Now, the heating season is here. Let JKL design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let JKL design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. Called JKL Engineering. Now, remember, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Here's what I want you to know about JKL. Whether you're in Bellingham or whether you're in Franklin or JKL is licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So you can call them if you're in Smithfield. You can call them if you're in Bellingham. 401-351-7600. What I want you to remember, estimates are free and financing is available for both residential and commercial. 54 years in business. J. KL. Reputation second to none. Call JKL Engineering today. 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. JKL Engineering. Folks, it's John DePietro on this um, delightful Wednesday. Again, tomorrow will be the COVID briefing. Now, as I started to say, things are certainly uh, being upped. More vaccines are arriving. More people are receiving the vaccine. The number of people dying of COVID in our area is being greatly reduced. I believe over the next week, over the next, I think, five weeks, I believe, I want one, I, John DePietro, believe when we hit April, 
I think we go into new territory. And I think people that are paying attention are sensing the same thing. So for the fact that that, um, Governor Baker is saying he wants children back in school April 1st, he is going to have a battle with the teachers unions, but it makes sense. Folks, we are set for, this is good news. The vaccine is working. No one to date, no one has that has received the vaccine has died from COVID. I repeat, no one who has received the vaccine has died from COVID. So what does that tell you? It means it's working. Now, we can't fully go back to normal, but it's going to feel a lot more normal. And you get a day like today, you could certainly sit outside today. You could certainly sit outside and have lunch or dinner outside today as the temperature is over 50 degrees and it's going to get continue that way. So the point, the reason I say that is I, I think we are headed towards a good place. I do. Now, if you find yourself in a bad place, what do I mean by that? I mean, if you find yourself in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Did someone hit your vehicle? Folks, there is a lot of melting. There is a lot of snow and ice. If you find yourself in an accident, call West Fountain. They'll repair your vehicle located at 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Call West Fountain Auto Body. They'll repair your vehicle. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. They'll handle everything for you. West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Well, folks, good afternoon. I want to, um, again, play that uh, Tucker Carlson is certainly um, right now certainly somewhat under fire. And I want to go back to, boy, that Joy Behard's comments on The View are disgraceful. They really are. For her to say that Tucker Carlson needs to be taken uh, by force, tied up, uh, possibly tortured, silenced permanently. This is uh, Joy Behar with uh, Whoopi Goldberg earlier on The View. Listen to this. What was your takeaway from this? Tucker Carlson needs to be tied up and put in in the corner somewhere so we never hear from him again. You know, this continual you know, why the, the, the continual talk about violence. President Obama you know, gladly now tells the story that someone slighted him as a youth and he punched the kid and he claims he broke his nose. Joy Behar disagrees with Tucker Carlson. What is her solution to it? And by the way, the, the rest of them don't even do anything about it. She has she's on the daytime show, The View. Her solution to someone she disagrees with is he needs to be taken by force. He needs to be tied up with zip ties. He needs to be put in the corner and executed and silenced permanently. How is that okay? How how is that okay? You know, I'm big on free speech. I am. And again, folks, good afternoon at 157. It's John DePietro. You know, most of the time, most of the time, well, really all the time, when people say, for instance, they don't like Rachel Maddow, I say, I don't watch her. Turn the channel. Someone says they don't like Chris Cuomo. Don't watch it. I'm big on that. You know, if it, I, to me, it should never be decided by either A, the small minority of people, or B, people that don't even listen. 
for many years. I never understood. The industry should have defended someone like a Howard Stern. But the other side, and they used to, no, like Rush Limbaugh. What was the solution? Whether it's David Cicilline or Sheldon Whitehouse, their solution is you disagree with them. They shouldn't be allowed to talk. That's their solution. Joy Behar, she disagrees with Tucker Carlson. What is her solution? He should be tied up, executed, and permanently silenced. Now, again, I, I'm, I'm big. One thing I agree with Bill Maher on is Bill Maher, whether you like him or not, but he's a big free speech guy. And someone that's been the target many times of some of these groups. I lean towards that. You don't have to listen. You don't like it. You don't have to listen. I have never understood. You have 100 people, as an example, that enjoy listening to Rush Limbaugh. And then you get three people that don't like it. Or fill in the blank with anyone, whether it's Imus or Stern. I'll say someone other than myself. I've never understood or agreed with this policy that even though there's, you know, you have 100 people, as an example, 98 of them like the show. No, you have to listen to the two that don't. And this solution is always, oh, he shouldn't be allowed, shouldn't be talking. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse on Twitter, well, you know, what we need to do is as a sitting U.S. senator on the Judiciary Committee, I want to go after, you know, White House is saying he wants to go after anyone that advertises on the Tucker Carlson show. Now, folks, that is a complete abuse of power. And if you're Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, listen, whether you like it or not, he's got clout in Washington. He picks up the phone and calls, you know, pick someone and says, how would you like to have some legal trouble? How would you like to have some regulatory problems? I better not see your ads running on Tucker Carlson anymore. That's complete abuse of power. Shouldn't be allowed. All right. Now, folks, coming up, it's John DePietro on this beautiful Wednesday. And um, final week of February coming up is going to be the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. I'm back tomorrow at 11. And again, I will be at the COVID briefing. We'll find out whether or not Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee is there. If you want to reach me or have a question, please go to the website, petro.com. Stay tuned. 2 o'clock news. Then-